0: I'm Cece, and this is Spela Gold. Hello. We're back. <laughs> season two, episode one. I know. We know it was a little abrupt ending <laughs> this season one, <laughs> but our excuse was that you got really sick. Yes. And we just could not figure out when to get together and, and end it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially... Um, We dropped our episode December 14th,
1: I want to say, and then Christmas and New Year's, and I had family in town. It was just- It was busy. It was super chaotic during that time. December's a pretty packed month, I feel like.
0: I know. We didn't plan that out very well. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) But now we're back. Yes. (laughs) We're excited. We were just talking about how much we missed it, and I've actually had a couple of people ask me when we're dropping another (laughs) episode- So I'm like, oh, that's fun. (laughs) Yay, I can't wait.
1: So what's been going on the past, it's now, what, February 27th?
0: I can't believe it. What's been going on the past two months for you? My daughter turned five two weeks ago. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, that was fun. She loves Elsa. And so we had this Elsa party. Um, And then in the morning, it was a Sunday. So I took both of the girls, well, me and uh, my husband, we took them to breakfast with Ariel. And it was really cute. That's yeah. so sweet. It was super cute. So I think that was the highlight for the past couple of months. It might, I mean, it was my birthday, but my birthday don't matter anymore. <laughs> like, of course our birthdays matter. No, girl, I'm closer to 40 than I am 30 right now. <laughs> I just turned 36. <laughs> and how
1: old did I turn
0: just a couple of weeks after you? Yeah. 23. I don't even remember when I was 23. <laughs> ah, That's crazy. Anyways, what about you? What's been new other um, than your birthday?
1: Other than my birthday, I've been playing a lot of golf, like a lot of time out on the golf course. And I actually played in a tournament back in the first week of February. It was an Arizona Golf Association one. It was super fun. And me and my partner, Courtney, we got third place. Um, we ended with plus two and I uh, as a team, because it was the best ball. And I shot a 76 myself. So it felt good. It was not an easy 76, that's for sure. We did not hit every fairway and every green, but it felt really good doing that. And then, oh, my sister had a baby. And so I have another niece. Her name is Nora.
0: Which is so funny because that's my niece's name. And I had told my brother. So my brother is 13 years older than me. So he obviously started his family a little sooner than I did. Um, because I was only, what, like 13 when my first nephew was born or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had told them, I was like, oh, my first baby, I want my, my baby's name to be Nora. And they stole it. Oh. And so now my niece's name is Nora. So when you told me that your niece's <laughs> name is Nora, I was like, oh. PTSD flashback. <laughs> so now we both have nieces named Nora. <gasps> oh, that's how awesome. sweet. Yeah, yeah, so it was
1: fun. So I'll be able to go in next month in March and go see her. Oh, And so, and it was cool because she was born February 2nd. And so it's the 2 to 24, which is oh, cool. Yeah, is yeah. 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 Cool. So she was born on that day. So that's kind of just been
0: exciting. Just busy yeah. family golf and it's the new year. It's 2024. I know. Well, before we jump into the new year, I yes. just I just thought of something when you said that you scored a 76 and that it wasn't an easy 76. So I actually learned something like a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. about that. And um, don't quote me on this if this is statistically correct or not, but this is what I was told that uh, PGA Tour players, they allow themselves to have 12 bad shots. Every round. And I've been in the golf industry for like a super long time and I've never thought about that. I've never, I guess I just never thought about it how, you know, how we allow ourselves or how we should allow ourselves, you know, bad shots. However, my theory has always been like, okay, you got to play your bad shots. So, you know, if you're going to miss this shot, like, where would you want to miss it? But to, reverse psychology like that and I'm like 12 shots so if they shoot like a 69 and 12 out of those shots like are bad and obviously like they're not bad like hitting it in the water or out in the bushes or whatever but like 12 shots maybe they hit it a little left of their target or maybe they hit it a little bit on the toe you know because we all miss it but I thought that was really interesting so Um, I think for you and and for like my high school kids and stuff, like no matter what score you shoot, it's like, it's never going to be perfect. So if you shoot an 80, it's never going to be 80 perfect shots. So if you shoot a 69, it's not going to be a perfect 69 strokes. So I like that. I, I thought that was a valuable lesson for me even as an instructor to be like, you know what, let's try and get away from perfectionism which is hard for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean like when I when I think about like my students obviously I don't expect perfection but when you talk about yourself you know you expect perfection from you I expect perfection from me. But when we go out and play you should allow yourself 12 bad shots. And I like that, especially. So
1: yesterday it was, I don't know if you saw it, it was the match with Rory McIlroy, Lexi Thompson, mm-hmm. and them. And so I turned it on and I watched Rory McIlroy on uh, par three. It was 136 and he missed He missed it. He was like, oh, that was a bad shot
0: when he literally was 20 feet from the flag. But to him, that's a, a, a bad, bad shot, Because right? yeah. it's 136 yards. So like, what club do you think he's hitting? Uh, like a half... Sandwich, like like a gap wedge, maybe. Yes, exactly. For them, like that's what they practice, like that's when they need to get closer than 20 feet. So that's what I'm saying. Like that might have been a bad shot for him. That's one out of 12. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just an interesting thought, I guess.
1: Yeah, I like that point, especially. And to the match, too, it showed Rose saying she had to do like a punch up from under the tree. Like, you think the pro golfers are perfect out there, but it's like, no, if you
0: follow a pro golfer
1: for 18 holes and really see what they're doing, it's not perfect.
0: Yeah. And, and I think too, like if they have the mindset of, okay, I'm allowing myself these bad shots. So when she get under the tree and have to punch it out, she's not like, oh crap. Oh, this is awful. Da, da, da. She's like, okay, that was one of my bad shots. And then what am I going to do from here? You know, like how mm-hmm. fast they can get over that. Now, obviously as an amateur, if we have... Seventy bad shots, like that's different. And I'm not saying like fill your quota. So it's like, oh, on the third hole, you're like, well, I'm at (laughs) eleven. You know, so that's not what I'm saying. But I just, you know, if you can put that mindset into your own game, maybe it'll be easier to get over like obstacles. You know,
1: yeah. So kind of going into day, I wanted to look back at 2023 and kind of your biggest takeaways and. If you were to describe 2023 in one word, what would it be? I want you to go first.
0: Me? Me first? (laughs) (laughs) What was your biggest takeaway? What is your one word for 2023? I would have
1: to go with busy.
0: Uh, You're right. (laughs) Busy. I mean, I feel like it was one of the
1: busiest years compared to the past, I want to say, three, like starting from 2020 Mm. to now. 2023 just felt so nonstop, especially when I joined, I feel like, okay, if we look at it all the way at the beginning of the year, we were starting on year two of wanting to become a pro golfer or like going to Q school and stuff. Now in August, did we end up going to Q school? No, but the goal is still out there. Will we make it the goal to go this August? Yes. But even if I don't go, I'm still going to have that goal of going there. But in 2023, I felt like the summer especially, I was able to meet so many new people. Mm. And I golfed nonstop up at Torreon and I just kept meeting people every day. Some Someone new and so it kind of started to build, I want to say, networking a lot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Is what, and we talked about this a couple episodes back about networking. And I'm like, that's really a big thing for me in 2023. It surprised me with how many connections I have with people or, you know, and especially in the golf world too. Yeah. And so it was really fun being able to spend like solid three, four months at Torion playing in those tournaments. And yeah. Torion's a tough core. So we always talk about that. Yeah. And I think if we jump jump to September, I want to say playing in that Epson Tour Pro Am last minute when you gave me the call. If you want to know what that is, go back to <laughs> I want to say episode. <laughs> you want to hear about a stress not side, any. <laughs> Yes, go back to episode sixteen or seventeen um, when I played in the Black Rock Desert uh, Classic Pro Am up in Utah. That was extremely uncomfortable for me. Yeah, I'm. I'm here with these girls who literally are on tour. They are on the road to the LPGA. And so, of course, I was very nervous, but it kind of got me to like, I'm actually really close to these girls. I just need to drive the ball a little bit farther. My shot dispersion needs to be smaller. Yes. And just that mentality of managing your thoughts on the course. But my biggest thing is these girls, they just keep going. The girl I played with, I mean, she's twenty-eight years old. She's been on the Epson tour, you know, for four years now. And a lot of them have. They just keep going. So I think that was a key thing for my golf game and being like, I'm I feel really good at where I'm yeah. at with my golf game. And I know that I'm slowly going to get to where I want to be. Yeah. And so that helped too. And I and when we were saying we wanted to cover this topic, I want to say I did, over the summertime, I met more people who also had epilepsy, which was a good opportunity for me because I've always kept it very, like, I don't want anyone to know. <laughs> just like, Why only do you think that is? Because I feel embarrassed. Why? Like, it's nothing you can control. I know. And so I just embarrassed because then I
0: feel like I'm the odd one out and it's just like, oh, I'm not normal. It's, but don't you want to be the odd one out? See, I never understood that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I, I think it's cool to be the odd one out, but maybe that's me speaking as a yes, parent. Yes,
1: I just think, I mean, the older I get, the more I'll realize, like, okay, this is a part of my life. You know, I was like, I got to accept this. Like, yeah. this had to happen to me. I had to have brain surgery, and that was really hard. But I just have always felt very, like, embarrassed because that's just, just like, that makes know, me so I'm sad. Short, to hear you know, because, like, I have short term memory or I'm worried I'm going to pronounce something wrong because I always had to think, like, I don't know. There's little things about me. So I I worry just a little bit, but I've gotten better slightly. <laughs> I'm just like,
0: man, I'm from a different country. This is my second language. I say the wrong things all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, the fact that you, because for me, that's like embarrassing for me because I'm like, man, I'm trying to have a serious conversation and I'm saying things wrong or, you know, grammatically wrong. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that that's what you felt, because I'm jealous of Americans that speak perfect English. Yeah. You know, because, and especially I think it was hard because, you know, back to having brain surgery
1: after it, I had to do therapy, speech therapy for two years because I had to learn like different vocabulary, understanding the difference between two words, like right mm. and write. Right. And the definition between both and writing it and being able because I would think of a word, but then it would come out as something else. So I just had to really figure out how to basically retrain my brain because my entire hippocampus, which covers our language, vocabulary, and all of that was taken away. And I always so, think
0: of hippopotamus when I try to <laughs> remember what part of <laughs> your brain is missing. I
1: hippocampus, <laughs> you guess. <gasps> ah. Ah. And so, yeah, I feel like... I've gotten better at opening up a little bit and even doing like a podcast episode. It was back at episode five. I talked more about living with epilepsy, you know, and it's still really hard, but I'm getting better, at least not feeling so ashamed with having it because I have met other people. So I kind of have a good understanding of what it's like. I remember when you
0: came back from, because you went to a camp. mm Mm-hmm. And you were a leader. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to write you a recommendation letter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I was like, wait, that was it, right? Yeah. Um, But I remember when you came back, I feel like that was a shift for you because now you were not like a person going to camp. You were actually a leader and people were looking up to you. Mm -hmm. And when you were looking at all these kids, like I remember when you came back and you were just like, man, that used to be me. Like I used to be one of them. Mm -hmm. And just feel kind of left out, but now you got to go there and see it from like a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the kids can look up to you and be like, man, I can be her one day, you know? Mm-hmm. So I thought I thought that was a huge growth for you. Yeah, and that's that's something like
1: my one of my lifelong goals too is to become an epilepsy advocate and be able to like speak up and talk a lot more about it because it just feels so... You know, like, I don't want to bring it up all the time because I'm like, I still am like, oh, just this little bit of embarrassment. But I'm I'm getting better at just accepting, you know, mm-hmm. this is my life. This is a part of who I am. And, you know, I see, you know, life,
0: you know, life is tough. <laughs> and, well, you should never you know, have to do anything that you don't want to. So if you're not comfortable talking about it, then don't.
1: But I've gotten mm-hmm. better. Yeah. I was
0: like, because I'm it's a part
1: of who I am. And so, yeah, and it's kind of cool.
0: I <laughs> had to tell myself it's kind of cool. It's like I mean, it's I mean, it's, it's kind of cool, cool. cool what you've been through. they like it's, it's cool,
1: so st- it's challenging, but I mean, what girl do you know who had brain surgery and is now striving
0: to be a pro golfer? Mm-hmm. I that's very cool. so that's very cool. And speaking of pro golfer, um, you were saying how you're networking a lot, and um, I know this brings us into 2024 a little bit, but there has been three times just in this year. So like for the past two months that I'm like, I can't believe this is happening to you. So I signed a contract to teach for women on course. And so we do um, three clinics a month. So three different courses. So we're at Bear Creek, Cave Creek and Aguila. And it's a one hour women on course sets up like the description and the roster and everything. And they just send it to me and then I plan it and I execute it. So, it's really fun for me because I get to meet all these new women in new locations. The first time, because you're helping me with these clinics, mm-hmm. um, and then we do our lessons afterwards so that we get a little change of environment. Um, but the first one, you met a lady who is working for a golf course right ne- right next to Torion. Mm-hmm. Bison. Bison, Bison yes. Golf Club. I mean... Wild, right? So you guys exchange numbers, whatever. Mm -hmm. And now there's like opportunities for you there Mm -hmm. whenever you want them. The second time was we went to a Gila to have one of these clinics. And the instructor that works for Reed West was teaching this girl. He introduced us to her, and her name is Allison. And it turns out she is doing exactly what you want to do. And she was so open about her journey. And do you remember what she said? She was like, "Don't quit, don't quit." And the keep going until you can't.
1: And the biggest takeaway is, she was like, "Don't let other people's opinions affect you." She was like, "Do not." give a crap about what anyone else to say. I love And the it. stigma about wanting to turn yes. pro golfer. She was like, block out other people's opinions. And that was like a, whoa, like it I'm was. actually hearing someone else say that. This isn't just me. Like she understands my mentality yeah. too. But she was so like
0: normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how else to like describe her, but mm. she was amazing. And the fact that she gave you an hour of her day to just talk to you about her journey, like you know we were watching her hit balls and i think for both of us if you think lpga or whatever it's like you have to hit it in the center of the club face every time and like that didn't happen with her and i think it was important for you to see that that wow she can actually make money off of this but she's not hitting it perfect every time she's just like you and i like very bubbly very open very talkative mm-hmm. you know social positive like she didn't say one negative things in the whole hour Even if we asked her what was, like, the hardest part about golf, she was just, like, just being consistent. But that's not negative. That's, like, a goal, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I really think that was, like, the second one. And then uh, this past Saturday at Bear Creek when uh, we were teaching a clinic and – you met a lady that's a member at Torion.
1: Yes, she was wearing a Torion hat. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm not wearing my Torion hat today. And I was like, because she probably wouldn't have noticed. And I was like,
0: oh my gosh, are you a yeah. member at Torion Golf Club? And you guys exchanged numbers. Yes, and yeah. And she wanted you to teach her. Yeah, for the, and over the I summer. Just, like that happened in the past month and a half. Mm-hmm. So yes, for you to be able to get out of your comfort zone, network with people, talk more, Openly about if it's epilepsy or like your journey or your feelings or whatever. Like, I just think it's opened up so many doors for you, so many doors. And I am so proud of you because while I'm talking about how to hit your driver, you're literally over there networking. I think that's awesome, (laughs) but it's becoming like very natural for you. So um, I'm very proud of you. And I think that's awesome. Just watching you grow and kind of get out of your comfort zone has been pretty pretty fun for me. Awesome. Thank you so
1: much. I can feel, and even in the moment when I'm putting myself in uncomfortable, it's like that little moment of panic, but then it's like, no, like give someone at first giving, when I made my business cards, I was like, oh my gosh, I just made business cards. But then it's like, oh, you start passing Back in January, I golfed with this couple on my birthday. Their names were Barbara and Ken. And, oh, Barbie, and, and Ken. <laughs> Barbie and Ken? Barbie and Ken. They were so sweet. It was it was my birthday and his birthday. He was turning 77 <laughs> I was turning 23, but it was so cool. And I gave her my card. I'm in these little yeah. situations of just, oh, here's my phone number. And, you know,
0: reach you out to me. You never know. Even if it doesn't happen right away, mm-hmm. it might happen like – later you know one of the um, i was teaching this lady 3 years ago and then a week ago or 2 weeks ago i got an email uh from a company who wants to do like a ladies boot camp for 8 weeks and it came from her 3 years later so you never know even if it doesn't happen right away the more you network your name might be brought up at the most like weird weird times but mm. And also, just keep go, co- keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for awesome. that. Yeah, so
1: that's kind of my recap of 2023: networking, opening up with epilepsy, and looking for new opportunities for 2024. So far, it's going really well. I 2024 is. is going really well. Even golf swing feels great, and so I'm ready for whatever this year brings to me. Mm. So, now, what about
0: your 2023? Well, so mine's is a little more depressing. That's why oh I wanted God. you to go first. <laughs> uh,
1: stop. Uh, There's some good uh, there were some good times. There was some great times. We
0: started our podcast, and that's a There's positive. Been, <laughs> there was a lot of good things that happened last year. Um, but most of like the good things were kind of clouded with like mental health issues and like all of that. So unfortunately, my word for it last year was burnout. And it got to the point where I had to go see a therapist. And when she told me, you know, our first session, um, we, I was just like word vomiting over her because I'm like, something is wrong and I don't know what's wrong. Like, I can't, like, I can't. Uh, I don't know. I just can't. And then um, she was like, have you ever heard? of being burnt out. And I'm like, Oh gosh, no, that's not me. (laughs) Like I don't get burnt out. Like you don't know who I am. I'm a type A, (laughs) like I'm a perfectionist. I do things very well. I'm very organized. I clean a lot. (laughs) Like I just, it's not me. Um, and then, um, you know, our second session when I was kind of processing everything that she had told me, I was just bawling. Um, I was crying the whole time and I had no idea what I was crying for. (laughs) So it was a really weird time for me and this kind of went down after the summer and a part of me thought that I felt this way just because it gets so hot in the summertime and I was just like oh maybe I'm just exhausted like maybe I'm just drained you know um I was gaining weight like crazy um so gaining weight just crying for things that I had no reason to cry for and I started questioning why I was crying because I'm so happy like I have a perfect husband my kids are healthy like we have such a good life so why am I feeling so overwhelmed and just so sad about, you know, work? Um, And I also want to like add on to that, you know, it's never been about like my students or the academy or no one's treated me bad. Like that's not why I got burnt out. Um, But if you're an entrepreneur, you can probably relate to this where if you have a job or you don't have set hours, you never stop working. So if you nine to five, you go to work, you go home and that's it, you know, but for me being an entrepreneur, like my whole working life or my whole career, I worked so hard in 2019 and 2020 to build what I have built. And You know, with that, you get more students. So, with that, you get more responsibility. So, then I had to have instructors help me. And so, then I had to be responsible for them. And this just spiraled. And then I had Evelyn in 2020. And so now I was a mom of two and a wife. And I was trying to please everyone, you know, from the golf course to my home. And, you know, my husband keeps telling me, like, you don't have to do anything extra here like this is supposed to be your safe place but my safe place last year became a place where i was just crying all the time i didn't want to wake up and and go to work i didn't want to get up and put clothes on like i love makeup and i didn't want to put makeup on because it was just hard because i was crying so much that my eyes were like swollen you know um so it was really really tough to realize that i was burnt out and turning point with that was actually when <laughs> when um, you and your parents met me and Drew, your swing instructor for dinner. Oh, yes. The yeah. parent, parent-teacher parent conference. So we had the parent-teacher <laughs> conference um, just to go over like the past year, you know, with your progress, what we see, you know, in the future and all this stuff. And, um, you know, I'm like, I didn't really remember the feeling of being happy because all I remember is the feeling of like being overwhelmed. Like my heart was raising every day. Like my resting heart rate was like a (laughs) hundred. Like I never got below a hundred. Like we have a mattress that tells us every morning after we wake up, like, you know, what our heart rate was. And it always kept saying to me, like, are you feeling stressed because your heart rate never went below, (laughs) you know, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we went for dinner and it was just, you know, Don't get me wrong here, but it was like another thing I had to do was just to go to dinner to talk about your progress, which is another thing for me to do. And that time was to eat or get out of bed, you know, like it was just another thing. And I love being there with your parents, obviously, and you. But um, after the dinner, you know, we came up with a plan and you were so happy. Your parents were happy and uh, we were standing outside. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. We're standing outside the restaurant Mm -hmm. And uh, Drew was like, Cecilia, I need to talk to you before, um, you know, before before you go. And I was like, okay. And I walk over there, and you know, if there's anything that I appreciate, it's my bosses because they, I don't, I don't know, but they just have this like sense of like feeling if there's something going on. And I don't know if it's because I'm a woman, (laughs) but like, well, that's how you, you always sense when something's wrong
1: with me. You always have a feeling from a coach's standpoint, your boss, like coach, you always know, you know, if I'm molested, you know, if I'm going to start crying or not, Yeah, you get that
0: feeling. So Drew must have just had the same feeling with you. Yeah. And so, yeah, that makes sense. Um, But so he pulled me aside and I was like, oh, my God, I'm literally crying in front of my boss right now. Did you have thought? Ridiculous. You're like, am I getting fired? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, because it was like, we have a lot of those talks. Like, I know I can call him at any time of the day. Like, if there's anything that I need, he's always going to be there for me, you know, like that. And so I felt guilty for feeling the way I was feeling. Um, and... Don't get me wrong. Like when I would go to work, like it was fine. Like when I would go to the course and teach you, like I was a hundred percent fine. It's not like I was somewhere else, or you know, I was always very present. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of like the dark moments, like before I got there or when I was leaving to go home, that I just like felt this like major anxiety. Um, and so, anyways, he pulled me aside and we had a conversation, and that was like the turning point where I told him, "I'm like, I'm not doing well, and I am so sorry." you know, I'm about to cry right now talking about it. But I was like, I am so sorry for not telling you like how I actually been feeling. And I don't want you to ever think that it was about, you know, you or the academy or anything like that. And, and you know, his, inser- his answer was pretty much just saying, um, you know, we know that you have not been doing well, but we wanted you to come to us pretty much. So with all that said, um, they hired a new director of instruction, And so that has changed my life dramatically. And I was, I've been in therapy. So I finished therapy. I've been working a lot on like the tools and the resources that she gave me. Uh, One thing that she asked me was, um, she was like, what are your hobbies? And what is something that you love, but it can't include people? (laughs) I'm like, It took me two months to come up with an answer to that because golf is my identity. Golf is what I've been doing since I was a kid. Golf has taken me all these places, you know? And so I wasn't able to like answer that question, which was crazy because I'm like, man, I'm so happy, you know, but I cannot answer that question. I don't have a hobby. And so I was like, um, I was like, I love to clean. And she was like, okay, but do you clean when you feel anxiety? And I'm like, wow, my house is spotless because I clean out of anxiety, not because I want to, but it was a way for me to like release stress. So I'm like, even though I love the fact that my house is super clean, I didn't do it with the right intentions, Mm -hmm. you know? And so she was like, do you like to walk? And I'm like, I love to walk, but I need to make sure my Apple Watch is set on outdoor walking because if I don't set my Apple Watch when I go out to walk, it doesn't count. And so like all the things that she was telling me about, I was like, oh my God, I'm doing them and they are based off of my anxiety and how overwhelmed I'm feeling in life. So I'm not doing anything because I want to or because it makes me like, you know, quote unquote, happy. Mm-hmm. it's like forced feelings and forced ways. So
1: since then, have you been able to, because when was this? Was this a few months ago, this last yeah. session with her? Yeah. Since then, have you found new hobbies that you
0: enjoy? I have.
1: Okay, what are they? I'm <laughs> so, curious. So,
0: yes. So, um, because I was going to be like, should I teach you how to crochet? <laughs> oh, god! I don't why. know if I have patience <laughs> for that. <laughs> uh, no, um, so I... I love going to the gym, which has also been like, you know, I I know that I'm doing better because I'm starting to lose weight again. And so I know my mental health is like in the right place. Um, So I'm going to the gym. Like I was going to the gym like crazy last year, but I gained weight and I was so bloated. I couldn't even fit my rings because your body's not going to respond to like the wrong intentions with lifting weights or, you know? Um, and so now I am back in the gym, which I really enjoy and it's a place for me to just relax and chill. So even though I'm putting in work, like it's, it's a safe space for me. I put my headphones on and it's just me, you know? Um, and then another thing, um, that I really found that I love is real estate. I love real estate. Um, and then lastly, there is a program at um, hospitals that does um, baby cuddles. And so babies that are born from addicts that have withdrawals when they come out. So you go and you snuggle the babies to do like skin to skin. Aww. And so I'm going to be a volunteer for that program. Oh, how sweet. I know. And I think like that is like it's as sad as it sounds. I'm like, I think I'm just a person that needs to help other people. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where I wasn't helping myself anymore. And so again, like this has nothing to do with like my students or the academy or, you know, my family or anything. Like this was just me working myself so hard until I just crashed. And I think it needed to happen because now I'm like doing much better and, you know, I'm making choices with a reason behind it of always putting me first. And I haven't done that in a long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Very depressing. <laughs> 2023. It's <laughs> good. Yeah. But but I just think that it happens to so many of us. And the more I talk about it, kind of like you talk about your epilepsy, because I was embarrassed because I'm like, what are people going to think of me if I say that I'm burnt out? And like, minds what are people going to think of me if I say epilepsy? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you would tell me like, no, it's fine. Just as I tell you, no, it's fine. Yeah. But when it comes from me, right, I'm like, no, no, no. Like I'm a hard worker. but hard worker has nothing to do with getting burnt out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's interesting just, you know, because these opportunities keeps like presenting themselves. And I have to make really you know, good choices for myself? Is it worth it, you know, for me? Um, But I think that's where I am now. So I have more of a understanding of what is going to make me happy. Um, And, you know, my husband is so supportive and he's just like, I just want you to be happy. Like, just tell me. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. But now when we talk about it, like now I actually have answers. So it's been a good little learning lesson. And again, to just kind of what you say too, like, shut people out and not be so dependent on like what other people are going to think of you.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all that. Now, before we close out back to the one word, yes. what did, do you
0: think? What's your one word for 2024? Balance, balance, balance. definitely balance. Um, I, I, I need to remember, you know, where I was cause I never want to go back to that place ever again. And so balance is definitely my 2024 word. What's yours? I'm going to go with new Mm -mm.
1: because I want to try new things this year. I just want change, new, new experiences, just, and just I'm ready for changes to happen. And so new. And I'm going to see what that it.
0: brings. Yay. Yay. Well, thank so. you guys for listening to our first episode of season two. We're so excited to be back in action and we're going to release a new episode every Thursday for the next 12 weeks. So we have a lot of good things to talk about and we look forward to seeing you, hearing you.
1: See, hearing you, and, you know. <laughs> and thank you guys so much for listening. Yes. We, we appreciate you. We love you all. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to share the podcast.